Asia Tech Podcast. Voice of the Asian Tech Ecosystem. All right, we are live back at the Asia Tech Podcast Studio, and today we have Sabir back in the studio. <laughs> hey guys, how are I'm you, back. Sabir? Good, <laughs> good, good. All man. right, back with me again, Andy. This is Sports Show Asia, and today we have a guest from Redentist Sports. He is Mark Chu. Hi everyone. Hi. Hey. Hi, yep. Mark. How are you doing today? <laughs> Good. Looking, Good. Looking for a barrage of questions coming. Oh yes, <laughs> oh, do expect those questions. Yeah. So anyway, you were telling us uh, right before we start recording, you were previously a DJ and you had your <laughs> own show in yeah, Australia. Yeah, I think and I graduated with a diploma in mass communications. communications. Okay. So used to have a bit of a radio stuff in wow. in Nian Polytechnic called right, Radio wow. Heatwave. So we have our own show. But in Australia, when I did a degree in sports media, mm. so I went in like once a week at every hour doing a sports radio show called Chew the Fat. It's an Aussie slang for Chew the Fat. <laughs> yeah, right. What does that mean? Chew the Fat. It's like more of like casual chatting. Okay. It's like an Aussie slang. Right. Yeah, right. yeah just okay. more fun. So we did that for around six to nine months. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Okay. So That's give cool. a bit of English, a bit of Asian songs, but after uh, that with Asian sports news to share with a small Canberra community. Wow. Wow. Yep. So you've been involved quite a lot with sports-related communications and media, right? Yep. So how did you get to choose sports in the first place? Mm, I think it's just interest of sports from mm. when I was young, and after the diploma in mass communication, I wanted. What do I do? Mm. And I went to do. I like sports, and I want to be. A, my ambition was to be a sports journalist. Wow. Oh wow! And my my idol was is this guy called Alan. Uh, it's called. It's one of the big Martin Tyler. It's a big um, right. English football commentator. Yeah, right, right. So always want to be like him, and then so look for a degree in in sports, and then I went to Australia to do sports media. Wow! I see. Yeah, so it's more specific, and I came back <clears> to <throat> Singapore, and I realized that okay, uh, sports was just growing. Mm. In Singapore, that was close to 15, 16 years ago. Wow. Yeah. So, yep. And then after I got involved, but not in print, not mm. in radio, but I got involved in television. Television. Yes. So, yeah, that's, that's one of the things that we're going to be talking a lot about today, yep. especially when it's related to esports. But before that, maybe we can share how uh, you've been uh, uh, spending the last few years within the space, <laughs> like with sports and esports. Mm. Just get 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 us updated on this okay i think since i mentioned i got involved mm. in the sports industry so very traditional sports media so i was in starhub for five years buying sports content right. for the television stations and then after that i went to work in the government for the okay. sports ministry for two years before joining a sports marketing agency called mpn silver okay. so i left around uh, beginning of last year after eight years being uh, the head of media sales wow. uh, for the whole Asia Pacific wow well, yeah. the whole Asia Pacific yeah so, so how I, many countries have you have you been I don't, to um, I've been to as far as Mongolia oh wow oh. Uh, so we do Australia <laughs> so we, we, we take out Australia New Zealand all the way to Mongolia wow. excluding Japan and Korea mm, okay yeah Wow, that's really interesting. And that's the uh, traditional media side, right? Yeah. So do you mind telling me what do you do like exactly what what yeah, is it? That so you do? we are like a sports marketing agency that that do broadcast. Mm -hmm. So we sell the media rights mm -hmm. to big events like um the English Premier League in Indonesia. Okay. We have the rights to the FA Cup in ah, the whole Asia okay. Pacific. Right, right, right. right. Syria and we were also the partners for the Olympic Council mm -hmm. of Asia yeah. for the the last I think the Asian Games in Busan. Right. As well, this was 2014. Right. Yeah, so last year was in Jakarta. I see, I see. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So very traditional space for sports. Okay, okay. Yeah. So, okay, 
then let's ease into the space that we are all excited about today, yep. right? That is esports. Yep. And one of the researches uh, from Newzu, they said that the main revenue for esports come from three big things. That's sponsorships, <laughs> of course, okay. advertisements. Yep. And number three is media rights. Right. And this is the space that you are mm. uh, working in, right? Right. So, bef- I, I mean, I want to get into this deeply, but how do we... How do we see media rights being sold in esports? All right, I think at the same time, I think Andy and you know, we are all. I'm still learning from the industry. Yes. I just joined. Mm. I got a, li- a little bit more into esports around eight months ago. Eight months, okay. Yeah, eight nine months. But media rights, right? I think if you look at football, Premier League sold in, yeah, like I think in in Singapore, two hundred fifty million US for mm. three years. Yeah, you know, Indonesia, yes, hundred of a million for three years. Esports, I think, is a very different proposition altogether. Mm. If you look at the games or the developers that have been really going out, most of them in over the first few years was the developers wants a slightly different way. Yeah. Right. Because the main source of revenue is in-game purchases. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So what they do is they give it more or less for, for free without any much cost mm. to promote yeah, the game. Yeah, yeah. So but I think over the last couple of years you've seen that there have been a bit of asking for proper media yeah. rights. Mm. But what's the right amount? We have seen exactly. key big numbers being pushed, but that always get a traditional media a bit scared mm. as well. So what's the right balance? You know, they look at it. That's one form of media rights. Another one is streaming, mm. right? A lot of players, a lot of, uh, they do streaming as well, right? A lot of the big players earn millions of dollars from streaming. Yes. So I would say, I, I will technically look at two kinds of media. I think one is from the media rights. And one is from the streaming rights from players and teams. I see. Yep. Wow. That's, okay. Yeah, that's really big because you mentioned that we all know this, all the content that's related to esports is free, Yeah. Yep. right? But there have been deals uh, of exclusivity, right? Mm-hmm. For example, with uh, ESL, yep. they uh, jumped into a deal that didn't really work out too well <laughs> with Facebook. Yeah. Um, but now they're backtracking, right? Yeah. So... How do you see, how do you view this deal that happened? Like in terms of, were they doing the right thing in the right direction? It's just about the the, the uh, partner that they chose. Maybe maybe a bit of background for people that yeah, don't know what sure. y- you go okay. ahead. Uh, so yeah, what happened was this. Um, ESL, one of the biggest broadcasters of uh, esports content in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, they do content for uh, things like Counter-Strike, Dota. And they have the rights to distribute that. And they chose to partner Facebook to stream their games exclusively yep. on yeah. Facebook. Yep. The thing is, nobody was really watching on Facebook. And part of the reason was because the layout and the UI and everything yeah. was just not up to standards as compared to the previous partner, which was Twitch. Yep. Yeah. The obvious choice of streaming platform for yep. everyone right now. Right. So what happened was the viewership count went down so far that I don't think people knew that ESL events were happening back then <laughs> when it was happening. Right. Like, it went from hundreds of thousands to a few thousands. Holy crap. <laughs> how, how do you respond to that as yeah. ESL, right? So, yeah, back to that question. What went wrong there? I think it's all about, you know, I think first market entry first, right? So Twitch came in, yeah. they, mm-hmm. they, they got a market, so everybody who watches games or who esports, they go to Twitch. First thing they go to Twitch.tv, mm-hmm. they lock on, and it's always getting there. Yes. Other platforms, it's like traditional media industry as well, right? Mm. I think there's always a big pay TV operator mm. who 
usually get a Premier League right. Yes. And someone who wants to come in and say, I want to grab that market share. I'll pay an exorbitant amount of money or like a crazy amount of money to get it. Mm. But how in the end do we bring that group of people to transfer mm. from Twitch to there? Yes. How do they do it? So that's a way of also marketing and whether how popular is the game as well. Right. So whether is it, but ESL, we look at it very differently because they are organizers, mm -hmm. but they are not developers. Yeah. True. Right. So, you know, I, I look at breaking down the various different of from developers to event organizers and then to teams. That's, it's very, very similar to normal sports, mm. right? But if a developer who actually does it more because they're able to go into the in-game purchases, yep. in-game apps and say, watch on Facebook. Well, the first part of call when those gamers come in is to go into the games. Mm. Right. Right. So if my first eyeball, right? Whereas if I, if I am example Valve or if I am Monton, the mobile games, or I'm in Garena, the first part, if I go into the in-games, I see where can I watch it. Yeah. Yes. And then they will know where to switch. True. Right. Right. But if you're ESL, you're just an event organizer. True. So how true. do you drive? Because but yeah. uh, if they're doing a Dota, but I'm not into the, into the Dota game. Right. I got to do extra a lot more to bring people to come so to the platform. So that friction is what's yeah. holding back people from switching point. from Twitch to Facebook. Yeah. And, so that's that's yeah. my thought, right? But on example, right, mm. for Munton who is doing Mobile, Mobile Legends, Legends, all of them is on Facebook, so they can true. promote everything all on Facebook on their mm. on their in-game app. And everybody will go it's all to right. Facebook to watch Yeah, it. they make it a lot easier though, right? That's the whole point. Yeah, yeah. true. So yeah. it's just about recognition, going in to see where mm. to watch it. Mm. And one of the things I noticed of, uh, on why people don't transfer well to Facebook was there was this uh, notion in the gaming community, especially when it comes to <laughs> traditional titles like Counter-Strike, Dota. Like they were used to this feature on Twitch that's really great. I love it so much. It's Twitch chat. Mm. That's a form of entertainment in itself. Mm -hmm. right? A reaction to the games, own the yeah, plays, of course. and of course the memes. That's yeah. what we're all there for, right? Yep. This didn't transfer well to Facebook at that time. Yeah, And I think also Facebook, is, if you look at mm. studies, Facebook is for slightly the older generation, yeah. right? Mm. I think for any social platform, I think if you ask kids or even teenagers below right. 25, I think the first part is still Instagram. Yeah. Yes. Right. I mean, yeah. absolutely. I, I'm, I'm turning 25 this year and I was having a conversation with my colleague about how you spend time watching Facebook videos? Like what? <laughs> like I, I can't remember the last time I opened Facebook. Yeah. Know? Yeah, correct. So exactly. I think it's different, you know, target audience. Mm. Yeah. How to go there. But you have to apply Facebook for them to do something as right. well to bring, uh, yeah, I would say the target audience mm. down to another a younger level as yes. well. So I think it's how I think each individual platforms how are they going to introduce? They do know that this is a big market. Yeah. And how do they bring? Because it's all about getting to the younger generation, mm. right? And how do they keep themselves um, how to adequate, you know, mm. um, are they related to the industry? True. Yeah, that's the well thing, said. right? Yeah, because yeah. Uh, 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 there were other other reasons, simple, simple as like, you know, I wasn't able to find the ESL channel when I opened yes. Facebook. Yeah. Like those things do contribute, but I get, uh, and I really like your point about the target audience itself. Because mm. if you don't target the demographics well, yep. then nobody is going to show up because you're just not in the right place. Right. Mm. So it brings it back to the revenue, mm. right? I think, you know, if you want to look at revenue, but what's the best way? So yes. back to traditional sports, when there's a new platform that comes up previously, put money and then people, you drive the traffic yes. there. Yeah. But how do you drive the traffic? So there's mm. ways to think yeah. of how to do it. Now, speaking about traditional, uh, Facebook and uh, uh, the older generation, we didn't see that happen very well for esports. But now there's an interesting trend, especially in Indonesia, where 
esports games are being broadcasted on national television. Yeah, <laughs> right. I mean, yep. I mean, uh, ESPN was the first one to do it with the Overwatch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. League, right? ESPN was way, way beyond uh, yeah. Yeah. every other channel, right? Yeah. So they did pretty good, and uh, that's the part where I want to ask you, Mark. Why are the TV stations looking at esports now when they weren't even involved? And I would argue they wouldn't. They they weren't even aware of esports like two years ago. <laughs> yep. Maybe they've heard of it, but they were saying no. Yep. But now they're like, "Come, give it to me." Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, uh, what changed between that? You know, transition. I think similarly. Mm. I think if you look back at free to air channels in Indonesia, mm. we did. I think our company was the first company who did the first. Free to air deal for wow, esports. Nice. So I think wow. last year, I think from from the Mobile Legends Southeast Asia yep. Championship, together with uh, I think back to back for around a month, okay. you have the FIFA World Cup, E World Cup, and then you have the TI. Eight. Wow! So wow. it was all shown on Compass TV. Compass TV, yes, right? I saw that. And then uh, they got very good. So it was more or less like a trial. Yeah. I think a lot of the TV stations realized that okay, this is somewhere all the younger generations are watching it. Mm. So how do we get involved? But it's not easy because there's a lot of hierarch hierarchy, hierarchy yes. in the traditional stations of mm, the bosses, how yeah, to go. And I yes. think we tried to talk and I think Compass was one of the first who's willing first. To, to try. They wow. did a test. I think FIFA was all right. But the one that got the best rating was actually Mobile, Mobile Legends. Legends yes. and, they, and it was also a good time, time belt. So it was like around late afternoon or four o'clock for the finals. Right. Although it was a Philippines versus Philippines team, Oh, but, but the fine, but the rating was around thirty percent higher wow. Oh, wow. than their average show. Damn. Damn. Yep. Okay, so for for those who don't know about TV ratings, can you explain more about thirty percent higher? Like, how it's, is this significant? It's quite significant. I yeah. think a lot of how sponsors buy mm -hmm. into ad sports is also based on TV ratings. Right. So it really so every rating gets higher. There's more sponsorship money, uh, advertising dollars yeah. coming in for the station. Wow. And they do realize, and then I think Compass continued with the Mobile Legends season two. Wow. The, for the finals as well. Yes. So I think there's a lot of interest and I think if you look at it, there's a new Piala precedent. Mm. Uh, the, in, the, the, in most Ma one, the most yeah. recent one. It's going to be shown live on Metro, Metro TV. TV. Yes. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Barath, maybe you can pull up that link. There's a YouTube video I sent you. Yeah. So yeah, if you look at the screen now, you can see the actual yep. stream of the Mobile Legends game, right. which is the presidential cup, Piala president of Indonesia. It's actually showed on Metro TV, which is one of the major news channels. Yeah. News channels, by the way. That's crazy. I mean, it's a similar yeah. competition to Compass. So and this yes. is a mobile game. And it's a mobile yeah. game, right? So we're seeing it live. Uh, yep. I mean, we're, we're, we're experiencing it firsthand that these traditional channels are getting so invested in esports. Yeah, I think it's natural because mm. um, if you look at this, I think you look is a... Also, the election year in, uh, in Indonesia mm. yeah. as well. I think voters are uh, 17 and above. Okay. For the, yes. If I'm not wrong, yeah. you can yep. correct me if I'm wrong, That's correct. Andy. So I think it just makes us well together. And I've been to the event in Indonesia. I've been to a couple of events mm. in Indonesia. And if you look at it, the crowd, I was at a venue, 7,000 packed wow. every day at GI Expo for, day. for two to three days. Damn. And that's how we look at a comparison between mm. uh, if you go to a normal smaller sports events right. and everyone around me is 25 and below <laughs> and then you tell yourself okay <laughs> this is the next generation right. I was yeah. watching a football game mm -hmm. in Enfield two weeks ago okay. 
and oh, please the, tell me you're not a Liverpool, and the, and the one, tell me you're not a Liverpool supporter. Yeah, I am sorry. <laughs> Crap. <laughs> and, and and the one next to me is like 60, 50s. Yeah. Right. You know, and then you realize that we have to get in it. Mm. You know, and I think Completely with different. Yeah, but I think with esports being part of the SEA Games. Right. Yes. Uh, yeah. In the later half of the year as well in in Philippines. Are you going? I was there for the Jakarta one last year. Uh, the Asian Games. The Asian yes. Games. I was okay. there for two days. Mm -hmm. So I think I was there for the AOV event. Yeah. Yeah. And it was amazing. I think uh, the, the the setup was really nice. Right. Um, and it was good. So I'm anticipating this. And for the SEA Games, this is official medal sport. Yeah. I do know that the various countries all are very getting ready for their yes. selection trials. Very invested mm -hmm. in it. You know, yeah. and what are they planning to get a, to get a best team? Mm. Have they, to have they uh, confirmed the games that will be yep. played? Yeah, they have. So there's six a total of six games. Mm -hmm. uh, for PC, there's uh, StarCraft, which is a, the, the grandfather of esports. Mm -hmm. yep. uh, there's another PC game, which is Dota. Mm -hmm. yep. Very popular in Philippines. Uh, for mobile, there's Mobile Legends and AOV. AOV yep. Both MOBAs. Uh, for the console, there's NBA 2K and uh, FIFA. No, no, no. Oh, wait. Oh, I'm not sure. There's what one the, more game. Yeah, yeah, there's one more okay. game. I yeah. forgot about it. Tekken. Oh, Tekken. Oh, yes. it's Tekken. It's yeah, Tekken, nice. yes. Your nice. first game. Yeah, yeah, so, yes, so yeah, there are, mm. I think, six games for the Sea yes. Games this year. Yes. And I think everybody is trying to, uh, the, all the, I think that also sets the way mm -hmm. for a lot of various federations to be set yes. up, yes. to be mm. officially recognized by their sports bodies. So I think it's linked to the right path, mm. I think. Yeah, yeah I, I have felt that as well. It's, it's definitely the right direction that we want to see esports going towards. Mm. And it really helps boost that interest uh, from the governments, especially. Yep. Because now they have stake mm. in you know getting interested in esports because it's about national pride now. It's it, not just about, you know, esports games. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah so so it's really interesting. But I think most governments also know that they mm. can't run away yeah. from yeah. esports. No, 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 no. I think it's the They're next starting the, accept it now. The next generation. Yes. And I was giving a lot of analogy to a lot of people. Okay. I think esports or e or gaming ten years ago, like I used to play Counter Strike as well, but it did not really take off. Mm. I think it was because because I'm from the media industry. The media industry is a bit, I think, back then was mostly still pay TV, right. free to air. Yeah. But right now, everyone is watching digital. Yes. Right. There's also a big disruption in the whole media space. Mm -hmm. um, you know, if you ask, I think people like Andy and all of you, do any of you watch pay TV? <laughs> Not at all. I don't even know what pay TV <laughs> yeah, is, actually. I can't, I can't remember the last time <laughs> yes, I, I just switched on the yeah. cable or anything. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so I think times have come. Mm. I think a lot of things have changed. Mm. So I think it's a good time for eSports. I think any kid, my daughters, you know, wow. I, I spent like last year, we just turned on the EGG channel. <laughs> EGG, from, yeah. from Astro. Yes. So a really nice channel on, on from Astro, so it's on Singtel. Yeah. I spent half an hour talking to her and there was like really a good family bonding time. Wow. With her. And she was, That's really great. Yeah, and then like, okay, so I think that I have to get involved. Yeah. <laughs> wow. And like, so my, that was like your realization because of that conversation you had with your daughter or yeah, was it just something that... That was, I think there's a lot of small lipstick tests that yeah. I really did. Mm. So I'm working with EGG a bit, yes. helping them to distribute in Indonesia. So did you work with the Mata Kerbao series? No, no I didn't. Okay. Uh, um, but you know, when I tried to, like I said, bring those yes. uh, events into Compass, we did. We tried to put a channel onto a right. pay TV network. I just had, we had some cards, games cards that can okay. get diamonds. Mm. You know, yeah. And just I went to one of the pay TV networks. I said I have ten cards. Just shout out loud to your stuff. 
right. you know, come out to 20 minutes later to the front desk and can give you. And within 20 minutes, there was 50 people waiting for it. Ooh, damn. damn. And to <laughs> me is that it shows something. It shows. Yeah. Yep, and I just had a chat with a couple of them who wanted it. And then the CEO came out. The and CEO? I, and was he me, there for the card? No, he asked me, so what's the commotion about? <laughs> right, right. Why right. is everybody mm. <laughs> over here? So, <laughs> so that shows like small, small stuff. And then what Compass did. So I went for the Mobile Legends Southeast Asia Cup as right. well. So that really shows me that mm. this is an industry yes. to put time into it, yeah. uh, to learn more about it. Like I said, I'm still learning. And at the same time, a lot of stuff, Indonesia, right? I think Singapore, so I learned more about the Singapore market mm -hmm. um, because that I used to do media sales in different countries. Every country is uniquely different, right? Indonesia is huge, huge. right? Um, I think right now Vietnam is crazy. Mm. Mm. Thailand is also very hot. Mm. but Singapore still trying to get a hang of it, right. trying to see the best yeah. they could. So everywhere is a little bit different, but Singapore is always a good base to start. Right. Mm. Right. Good infrastructure, you know, good internet. Internet, yes. Yeah, good um, people who are here, very good tech. So that's how, what's the best way to do it. Mm. I think all of us are trying to see what's the, what's yeah. the, right, how to go right. about it. And you are a busy man, Mark. You, you're, you're flying all <laughs> over the world. Like in, in the span of a month, you're off to... You you were saying you were off to Indonesia next week, yep. Macau, Hong Kong the next, yep. and then Paris. Yep. What what's really happening in between those travels? What so those are from traditional business, right? right? I spend a lot of time doing my traditional business sure. stuff, but as I get more and more involved in esports, right? Mm. I think I was telling my business partner that I think I, I thought I was doing like twenty thirty percent of my time onto esports, right? But as we go along with the last. Three months. Three months. Mm -hmm. Like half of my time is on esports. E wow. wow. So I was in UK. Okay. So I met with uh, esports insider in, in UK. Mm -hmm. You know, had a good chat with mm -hmm. them with Sam. And then after I went to see the Gfinity. Gfinity arena, <laughs> arena as well. It gives me to to learn to 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 see more. And I think this industry is not keeping to yourself. It's about sharing. Mm. So yes. we exchange True. a lot of ideas. Mm. Um, how to bring traditional sports into a, a sports as well. Absolutely. So we work very closely with teams, like teams, Team Flash. We yeah, work quite Team Flash. Yeah, well, we work quite closely with Terrence. So how do we professionalize the team? Mm. How do we do it? And how do we work together, mm. I think, to grow the industry? Yeah, that's amazing because one of the events you did with Team Flash was in Indonesia, right? Yes. Uh, that was back in January, but there was another link. So talk us through what you did in this conference like what was it about I know it's about the FIFA right you yes. were having a show match a show match yeah. I think there was uh, it was a FIFA 19 okay. show match it was called E Plus Sports E Plus Sports, Sports yep and okay. interestingly when we look at it I think um, you know we wanted to bring traditional sports coming into e-sports. E e mm -hmm. So if you look at the picture, you know we managed to get at that point of time um, two top U19 footballers, U19, U under 19 right. footballers. Yes. If one is Eggy and one is Witan, if you see the screen, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. to come on uh, to play a show match against uh, our FIFA boys. Mm. Um, those two boys are very competitive, uh, Eggy <laughs> and Witan, and they are very good FIFA players. Oh, you, so they're football players in real life. Real life. And they're wow. really good at FIFA as well. Yes. Damn. I, I think Dedication. if you look at it, and they have the competitive streak in them, yes. yeah. and they really want to win. Yeah. Mm. If I've been speaking to a lot of the traditional football teams. Any under U22, under 22 or 21 team, if they go for overseas training, right. half of the boys 
bring the first thing in your bag is actually a luggage. It's actually a PlayStation. <laughs> wow, that's not hard to believe, actually. Yeah, yeah. And, then, and then the first, and then they and they go to the to the hotel room and they hook it up. Yeah, if you know that in the in the World Cup last year, England mm -hmm. had a fortnight room. Yeah, yes. itself, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's and crazy. I think we bring it back to one of the Barcelona players, mm. Zamba Dembele. Oh, wow. He was caught. He was late for training because he was playing games the <laughs> night before. Yeah. So it's it's real, right? I think it's this real. younger generation mm, are mm. also very involved. Yeah, and we did one similar uh, showcase match against the FIFA, sorry, the Singapore under twenty three team okay. last year on the. I think the same weekend as the World Cup final where they mm. play against Team Flash as well. Right, right. And Team Flash also had a couple of games last year during the ICC against a PSG esports team. Wow, PSG. And, yeah, yeah, and PSG also invested a lot into esports. They just invested in the Indonesian team, RQ. RQ for Mobile Legends. Yes. So if you can see, like I think they invested in uh, PSG LGD. Yeah. For Dota, Dota, for Dota 2 and they came runner-up runner-up at TI, TI. that's and like millions of dollars in your bag yeah man. and I think for, for PSG perfect branding yeah. you know if you look at any Dota player now the first player the first football club they come to their mind is PSG, PSG. smart right Amazing. so the best branding you smart. can get and, and you pay that sponsorship money a fraction of a football player money that's crazy <laughs> and perf right. I think that was really really well done so I think a lot of traditional football clubs brands are coming to yes, look at it definitely yeah. like a lot of uh, even NBA teams are coming in uh, the professional players from the NBA like retired players yeah. Michael Jordan yeah. like these guys are getting into esports in one so, way or another so here's here's my thought right mm. and correct me if I'm wrong or comment on it but I'm of the opinion that there's going to be a big mass consolidation at some point yep. where we don't see uh local or national teams anymore it's mm. more like you know international big team bodies mm. you know like uh we're talking about nba teams getting into the mix football teams getting into the mix at some point you're just going to see like psg having like 10 different teams of 10 yes. different things right yes that's and what i think it's, it's already happen. happening actually yeah. like uh one of the games i follow closely is counter-strike and one of the teams uh, uh that's at the top of the world is phase clan yeah, phase. Uh, so phase clan, the Counter Strike team, they have five players. They're all from different nationalities. Mm. So I think it's a good point that it's already happening. Mm. That uh, we are trying to break down that barrier of culture, language, nationality. Yep. Like it doesn't even matter anymore, yep. right? So people just want to play the game and win at the game. So yep. I think two ways to look at it. I mm. think you agree on one. Of course, is various nationalities. Mm. Yes, I think we discussed about it before. <laughs> We came on. Yeah. It's like Champions League, right? You have yeah. different clubs with different, different nationalities. nationalities yes. But then there'll be another port, which is the modern national teams. Mm -hmm. But that will be possibly in the uh, national pride. Yeah. And then when you go on to competition, that will give it a little bit more legitimacy. Yeah. Mm. Legitimacy with all the tradition, like national and all the yes. traditional audience will come in and look yes. at it. So I think it has to be a balance, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah, definitely. You know, like I said, what I'm wearing today when I decided to come <laughs> is to wear something with a football jersey <laughs> and with an esports e jacket. E -sports jacket. And yes. I see how we can. It's going to be a lot of consolidation yeah. Yeah. working together. And that's a perfect representation, actually. Like Absolutely, yeah. Sports, there's a layer of esports in it, right? Yeah, so, so I think as the future is bright. Mm. I think there's a lot of potential. 
Mm. Um, you know, I think if you look at the various games, like FIFA has been in, like FIFA 19. I used to play FIFA <laughs> 04, 05. You know, wow. Yeah, the, I remember 06 and 08. <laughs> yeah, 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 right. So, yeah, you know, but the, but the games have come. But right now, you see the younger generation. Yeah. You know, I was talking to some people. A lot of people have different ideas mm. of how it's going to pan out. But I'm not surprised that uh, Qatar 22, mm. the official FIFA E-World Cup will be at the same place at the, at the same, same place, place wow. wow at the same time as well wow. why not yes. so you know as it it is what it is i think the kids mm. nowadays you know uh, are playing games yes. you know um, in a way is how do we come in i think a lot of traditional parents still think it's mm. not a good thing mm. you know but i tell these parents right the first thing that a lot of maybe asian parents in general right the first thing when you finish lunch What do you give your kids when you finish their lunch? A textbook, an uh, 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 iPhone, yeah, ah. right, uh, uh, to watch Baby Shark. Yeah, so that's the start, <laughs> right? Baby Shark. Yeah, that's the start, right? I think that's the first basic start. Yeah, and how do we grow the industry? Mm. You know, uh, rather than to run away and come in, mm. uh, we did a very good checks. I think a lot of, there's a lot of social issues like cyber addiction. Yeah, mm-hmm. and but we have been to talks in schools with Team Flash. You know, when we finish the talks in the schools. You know, and it was like 90% attended, 95% that day in the school. But when we finished, we went to the tuck shop, right? The canteen to have a bit of food. The boys were just crowding around the players and asking them, how can I be an e-sports player? <laughs> <laughs> so to me is that I used to like football players. And, yeah. that's my, and I, 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 I learned from them. I, I, I idolize, I respect yeah. them. And I model myself from them. from them. So we have to create this teams these boys to give a good impression to give mm. a good a good role model for the younger generation absolutely and that gives a good way for parents to feel that esports is is, is, is a good form of yeah. way of engaging with their kids yes. definitely yeah so definitely. you know i'm a parent i have two daughters yeah so you know i but i was speaking to a couple of friends yesterday oh esports is bad you know mm. their kids but You have to educate, right? It's all yeah. about, about all about absolutely all about education, mm. bring the right value. Mm. So I think the teams, I think Southeast Asia is still pretty new. You yes. know, there's a few good teams around the region, but I think it's just how to add a way of professionalism mm. in the in absolutely. The team. I think if you you know speaking as someone who's you know been in traditional sports yep. your life. You always get, you know, these 18-year-olds, 17-year-olds who are just thrown into the spotlight and they don't know what to do, do with it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it it takes some time. It takes some guidance, some coaching, some mentoring. And that's what's happening now. Because yep. these, uh, these esports players and these streamers, they have such a massive influence in yes. an age dominated by social media. And their reach is greater than, you know, any <laughs> traditional mm. sports people that you can think of. I mean, you even have the sports people idolizing them. Yeah, now, exactly. Right? Yes. NFL players, NBA players idolizing yeah. the gamers. Yeah. So it's a really, really interesting space. So yes. What I wanted to ask you was, given your background in traditional sports, did you ever see yourself getting into this space? <laughs> I mean, whether it was like a realistic option or a passion option. Yeah, I think it's a good question. I was asked to do a bit of esports around three years ago mm. by my previous company. And, you know, I think we're looking at a bit of LOL sponsorship right. for Garena. And I think the team, a couple of my colleagues brought it up as a management to us, to uh, all of us in, to look at it. And uh, to be frank, I struck it off. Mm. When I said, as a small industry, esports wow. was not something that, you know, When we was this, re- Mark? <coughs> I would say this is around 2016. So oh, that's pretty recent. Yes, yeah, 16, 15. So when 
LL was really strong. I think Garina was really putting a lot of emphasis. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I raised my hands. I said, no, don't bother wow. about it. But, you know, and maybe, like I said, the best way for a person to get really involved is to bring them for an event. Yes. I did not go for one, so I shrugged it off. Mm. But it, but like I said, I went to a few events and that changed my mind, it blew mm. my mind. So I'm wearing a Dota major jacket from mm -hmm. KL. So I went that to, that was done by EGG, mm -hmm. right? And kudos, well-run event. Mm. Uh, and there's going to be another f uh, big uh, FIFA major event in a couple of weeks' time in Singapore. Right. Yep, right. FUT. So, FUT, yeah. Yeah, so there's going to be a big uh, event coming up. So unless you go and see one, and then I think we are also planning for our company, Redentive Sports, to do our first, hopefully just finalizing our first major event, an uh, e-sports event awesome. in May. But we're going to do it a little bit differently as mm. well. We're going to put it uh, with a bit more traditional way of running events. Wow, okay. Yep, uh, with a bit of more entertainment. Mm. Um, we noticed that a lot of esports games still run pretty late. <laughs> right? <laughs> yes. And they finish a bit late, yes. you know, and don't start on time. Mm. You know, I was over here just now, you know, we started at 2.32 today. <laughs> yes. And not, and, and not two. Wow, nice jab, Mark. <laughs> yeah. At 2.30, because I have someone messaging me and saying I like, that. I like the way he's yes. thinking, because that's one of my, my main issues with esports yeah. uh, e events. Esports events, yeah. a little delays. A little too laissez-faire at the moment, you yeah. know. But we want, we have a proper rundown. We mm. do a proper countdown, yeah. mm. you know, and then we start right on time. Because people are expecting to say that if you're going to start yes. at mm -hmm. 3 o'clock, you then know, you started. Yes, three o'clock. But when I went to a few esports events, um, I said, oh, yeah, internet, uh, we can come on a little bit later. Mm. Fans will wait. Mm. But I think that's where professionalism yeah. comes. I think we said Absolutely. that uh, like every live event, football, it starts at 8 p.m. sharp. Yeah. At 7.55, the teams run in. Everything is followed to a T. And if you notice, you know, any Premier League game that starts late, there's always a fine. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, because so you follow proper broadcast timing. So if you want traditional media to come in, you need to... to you need to, to incorporate these yeah, guidelines, To right? step up the next yeah. level. Mm -hmm. So I remembered when I was... We were doing the first Mobile Legends live on Compass. Okay. And I was really panicking. You know, wow. Because <laughs> there was a bit of a delay during the event <laughs> and everything. But luckily, the games finished a bit earlier. So ah. we managed to put it on time. But you know, that's one I think I think we can all work together. Mm. We don't deny that... You know, it's big for esports. Mm. Mm. Audience is there, but how do we come together? Right. So I'm so, going to pose a, a, a tricky sure. question to you. How do you define the timings if you don't know how long the game's going to yeah, last? Yeah, I was about to ask Correct. that. Because because you, you look at any other traditional sport, you know how long the overtime period would be, mm -hmm. what the you know guidelines for the timing of the yes. game is. So how do you do it for games like... Dota would last like what, 45 minutes Anywhere to 30? Anywhere from 30 to even two hours. Yeah, yeah. Okay, League right. 30 to 45, yes, yeah. Mobile Legends 15 to 15 20. To so 10. how do you... All right, how do we look at it? Right, I think, I don't know, one good example is badminton. Right. right. So mm. badminton... Interesting, yes. Yeah, badminton, you will know, is it a two-setter, three-setter? Same as tennis, right? I think mm -hmm. if you look at the Grand Slams. So you have the same run up, rundown of the day. So you start, example, the semifinals. Mm -hmm. You know your two semifinals at what time? So you like you start and you just say followed by the second semifinal. Mm. So there, but the final you'll get always a bit of either you will finish early, Earlier, right. you will not or, finish later. Yeah. You have mm. a bit more time. Okay. So how do you feel your time in between if it finishes earlier? Right. Right. You have to think of ways to engage the audience, right. ways right. of thinking of how to do it. NBA, right? You know, you won't know whether how many free throws are there, <laughs> how late do you finish. Yes. Yeah. So whether it's an overrun, is it OT? 
but then how the, the, the TV channels actually plan fill that fill that program gaps, yeah, yeah. Yep. so if you finish early your host should be ready and not oh, what am I going to do right. mm. so you should already have backup plans uh, scenario plans of if you finish half an hour earlier what mm. we're going to do it's mm. not by the way I'm doing this yeah. right away I'm doing that but you already have all the various scenarios that if you finish 15 minutes early this is the throwaways we're going to do if you finish half an hour early we're going to have a performance coming mm. up so all this are planned all this are not by the way <laughs> right gotcha. yeah. what about if it's a late game which so a late so game. You, we were talking about games that finish early right so we have to fill gaps in between yep. but how about when the games end really late yeah so example we say it's like semi-finals and finals so right. semi-finals one and two will start on their own is back to back but we always put a final that we know that you will not finish as late I, I think see. Dota is a bit hard because Dota yeah, is very harder, long yeah. but if you look at mobile games it's slightly easier 20, That's 25, actually. 30 you, minutes you can't go past 30 minutes yes. Yes. so you plan if it's a BO3 so I plan it's a one and a half hour one game yeah. you know but then if you finish half an hour what do you do within yeah. earlier so it's all about planning I see so can you uh, open my eyes because hmm. I know for league, it's structured such that no two teams will ever play at the same time. Right. Like it's always one team, then the next team, then the next team. You you understand what I'm trying to say for here? Leagues or for leagues, for in League a, of Legends, in a tournament. No, during the regular season, right. like it'll be right. like 100 Thieves versus Team Liquid. Then it's Echo Fox versus Cloud9. It won't right. be like 100 Thieves versus Team Liquid and Echo Fox versus uh, Cloud9. Okay. Yeah, maybe would you that can resolve some some issues there or no? No. So what you do is then you have two streams, right? Like badminton. Ah, uh, yes. Badminton, you have two courts, three yes. courts, four yeah. courts. No matter what, especially in the earlier rounds, it could be maybe it could be. I think esports is a bit different. It's a group mm. phase. Mm. There's mm. always a double elimination. Yep. But we're not thinking. But it's just how the best way to look around it. Mm. Just turn on two streams, right? So in in badminton, you have like if there's only due to cost, maybe you only have one court mm. going live, and then you choose the best game to go on that court. Yep. But if you want to have more simultaneous streams, like FIFA, even the game is being played, there's ten games at the same time. Right. Right. Whether do you have one for one just call it TV court or two TV courts. Right. So you just have to plan and see what's the right, budget right. you have. Can you do that it. with TV, traditional television? So like right now, what mm. you do is then you have to open another channel. Right. So it means yeah. instead of one channel. So that's where you look at, you know, Compass was or even traditional free-to-air. It's only one station. Yes. Right, right. So usually they'll pick just one court. Just one court. I the see. best court. Right. But if you go into pay TV, then you have Then you two. have those different yeah. channels like yeah. ESPN. Yes. There's a few channels yeah. between. Then if you have digital, digital can then have multiple can just streams. do whatever you want. <laughs> then any of their fans can go to different clicks. Yeah. Depending on teams. what team they support, yeah. right? Yeah, that's, that's, that's the way we do it. Yeah. So this does not happen in LOL? No, in LOL, it's... Uh, it's the day starts, so it's right. two days, uh, Saturday, Sunday. Okay. The day starts at what, like midday? You have the first two teams play, then the next two teams, then the next two teams. Right. Then the next and then right. you finish really late. Yeah, you finish really late. So what nice. do you do? Start earlier then. Yeah, right? but you start I, the thing is, I can't think of any, uh, but I don't watch enough of the Korean and Chinese streams. Right. I can't think of any one where there are like two or three games at the same time. You right. know, like like yeah. how in the Premier League or in, in the NBA, you would have two or three games yeah. same right. time. I see. I think, I, games think to, I think games to games are different also. Yeah, right. right. Yeah, right. yeah, so, yeah, true, true. So it really depends on, on yeah. games. Even with... Uh, when you compare LOL to Dota, people say it's very similar, but it's really different how they run it as well, right? Even uh, when you'd say LOL is a bit of a shorter game, 
it makes sense to uh, do it one stream one yeah, by one because right? you can you can afford but to. with Dota you can run into two hours so that's why we have two streams at the same time happening right, right so, yeah. okay yeah so, that makes sense so that's great I would say like I yeah. think it as different sports yes. I always classify um, the all the games right? right something like too a little bit too mm. um, aquatics in in <laughs> yeah, like water polo synchronized yes. swimming. Ah, yeah. Diving, but yes. all these are owned by all different div- yes. different developers. Yes, mm. they're world federation, but it's different because right. a lot of the developers do it. Yeah. yeah. Now talking about federation, we are getting to a point where I think we need governance in esports. Yep. So, what's your take on governance? How how do we even begin to talk about this, or you know, even start a federation for esports? No, I think it's an interesting mm. discussion. Yes, I think the official esports federation is set up in Singapore. Yep. Right. Uh, the president has been nominated, so we've been engaging them mm. over the past two weeks right? because they're getting ready for competitions Competition, for SEA Games yes, yes. and then I think but I think a lot of it's just a little chicken and egg um, mm. whether should we park a lot of discussion esports is it sports <laughs> right and whether yeah. should we park under the sports federation mm. or sports ministry or is it a youth ministry mm. oh because it's really a True. youth so it's always a debate wow. yeah. but I think with official sports recognition coming up I think last year I will see you so did a bit of uh, discussion on esports as well. Yeah. And Lausanne. So I think there's going to be a bit more um I think ideas like for forming of all these federations coming mm. up, but I think they are more for performances. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a look at it. So they will really care for the players, the athletes when they go for major events. Mm. Right. So like your sea games, your official big tournaments or even uh like your Olympics, right? So if you look at major sports they have like two, three big events every year. Mm-hmm. Olympics is every year, yeah. every four years. Every four years, yeah. Winter Olympics is every four years. Mm-hmm. You know, but then they reform, but they really take care of more of the players. Yes. But then there'll be always another federation like Skoga in Singapore. In Singapore. So, but Skoga is doing a good job for the academy, mm. doing coaching, coaching courses. Yeah. And But how do you work together? I think, and I see there's a lot of synergy between both parties. Mm. Right. And I'm happy to see that for Singapore but Indonesia Malaysia I think everybody is trying to get a hang of it mm-hmm. and what's the best way but is there really a, a designated way Right. everybody is still <clears throat> trying to yeah I guess it, yeah. we still have to wait and see for this mm. especially here in Southeast Asia but I think we're going in the right direction especially yeah. with SEA Games and everything yep. uh, one thing though in the world stage uh, there was a thing that's happening in the past few weeks in Counter-Strike um so now what's happening is the Intel Extreme Masters uh, in Katowice, mm. Poland. Uh, and this is considered one of the biggest majors in Counter-Strike. And I think, I'm not too sure about this, uh, after this uh, major, they're going to have a player break uh, for about two months mm. where they can choose not to compete in games. And so the majors were supposed to work around that player break. But suddenly, Star Ladder, one of the majors in Counter-Strike as well, they announced a major right <laughs> after that break. And players have been complaining, like, left and right, right? So, the problem there, I see, uh, is the business uh, driver of things. Like, these majors, uh, these organizers, they don't, <clears throat> they don't put too much mind into the player break or whatever. So do you think this is going to be a problem moving forward, especially when we talk about governance, right? 
I think similar to sports, very, very, very similar to sports. Okay. Like I think if you look at tennis players, mm. they play throughout the whole year. Four Grand Slams, they finish in it in a year in October, November. Mm. But then they have a lot of, um, I think the, I think they finish up with the ATP <coughs> tour at, yeah. the, at the end of the year. Okay. They only literally only have a one month break. Yeah, and then they start again. And the players are completely not enough rest. Right, right. Similar to football, right? You play the whole season. You finish in May. If you have a World Cup year, you go to June, yeah. July, and in theory you only have two weeks break, mm. and then you come back and play again. How do you define burnout, injuries, mm -hmm. and and stuff? So that's where FIFA is looking at the calendar. Okay. Every, everyone is looking at the calendar. Well, that, that's where you have an official world body. Yeah, like I think cricket mm -hmm. also they play throughout the year, and they don't have much of a break for cricket. Yeah. yeah, from T20s, IPL, but everybody yeah. wants to jump on a bandwagon to make money. Yeah, but similar to esports, right? Everybody's I'm going to come in, I want to do an mm. event, but but there's no world body to run. Yeah, right? exactly. True. So, but in the end, it's also the de the developer, right? They want the game to develop. Yes. So they say, ah, I'll give you the sanctioning to do yeah. it and stuff. So, but when is enough? So I think there's a lot of community engagement with all the players mm. to see what's the best way, and it's all about you know learnings. And there's no right solution, I would say. But right. yeah, but you know, the players can don't take part, right? True. But in the end, I don't see much of like a regulation like world ranking points, like Dota does, mm. right? But some other games don't. Yeah. Right? Maybe CS is not really It's not really that. Yeah. So every player to make maximum revenue, they'll go for every event. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because to them it's making a living. Yes. Yeah. So but there's no regulation. The games mm. are not regulating it. Dota is too fixed. Yeah. Yeah. Some games are more mature. Mm. Some games are not. Yeah. So it really, really depends. It's really fun, funny to see though, because Dota and Counter-Strike, they're owned by the same company. Yeah. Enough. But yeah. They, they run it so differently that in one thing, it's so established and it's so good and the prize money is like crazy, astronomical. But uh, the other side is complaining about this when they are run by the same company. So I think they have a lot, a lot of them, different product teams mm. at the point yes. of time, so different people managing Managing it, different titles. Yeah, different yes. KPIs as yeah. well. So it really, really depends. Right. And also team event is where you really need five people mm -hmm. to play. Yeah. Individual events is a bit more. So it really depends on the, the various right. sports, right. Right. various games. Yes. So do you think these players have the right to complain about it? Or do they just have to suck up to it? No, I think it's, they have. I think every player does have, always have a right. Mm. Every athlete always have a right, mm. right? I think if you, even for professional sports body, there's always an athletes commission yeah. mm -hmm. to look at the welfare of the players. But that's where, you know, even in SNOC, there's always an athletes commission. Mm. Even in Badminton World Federation, there's always an athletes commission. So yeah. they'll get to listen, the feedback of the players right. and to give back and to say what is done, what needs to be improved. That's the same, but esports doesn't have a federation. Yeah, and and the games are owned by companies, yep. driven by profit. So it's right. really a different ball game different altogether, ball game. right? So. so, but like I said, in the end, these players mm. are the stars. Yes, yeah. how do they want to do it? It's, yeah. it's really about the but being responsible. Yeah, right. You only have also uh, esports career is pretty short. Right, I I I, like I may be wrong. Please correct me. I, 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 <laughs> no, it's generally, I, I, generally three right. to four years. So right. every of them want to make the maximum revenue. Yes. After that four years, a lot of them goes into coaching. Yeah. A lot of them goes into streaming. Mm. You know. So we have talked the whole ecosystem. I was in Taiwan mm -hmm, mm -hmm. talking to a few people. So one of the biggest esports champions six years ago, seven years ago, what were they? What are they now? He's actually a delivery driver. 
Damn. Wow. Yeah, but Damn. so after the, the euphoria of being a winner, it's the same as sport like you spend all your money. Mm. Yeah. Like what football was 20 years ago, yeah, yeah. right? You get drunk exactly. and, and stuff. Yes. But they don't see a future. Mm. But right now, over the last five years, a lot of sports goes into people like being a pundit. Yeah. They, they may come on the, on, onto on a show shows, to do yes. something. They may become a coach. They may become a, a other, other back behind mm. the scenes, mm. a director of football. So we need to create an ecosystem for players who finished mm -hmm. and to come back to the industry to contribute. They mm. may win their money and everything, yeah. but they're the best people who been there, done that, to come back to the contribute. But we have to keep engaging them and to grow the whole ecosystem. Right. So Absolutely. that was the plan that, you know, there's a long-term vision that I see mm -hmm. esports needs to do. Yes, that's absolutely right. And it would be heartening to see if these players who have done their time come back, you know, we still recognize their face. Yep. We still know what they're capable of. And right. there's more that they can do for right. the scene. I think you say like, um, Michael Jordan is the yeah. owner of Charlotte Hornets. Yeah, uh, exactly. Magic Johnson is the GM of yes. Lakers. Yes. So they have a lot of ways to give back. Yes. A lot of their, they are players. Players are different from me. I'm not a player. I don't, yeah. I don't play, but right. they, we've been there, done that. They yeah. know how a players feel, yes. how to engage. But esports yes. e just, it's only a couple of years old. Yeah. It's a long way to go. And just don't want to see players get burnt out. Mm. Yep. Players just leave the industry. We've seen people come and go very fast because the money is not there after yeah. a while. So I think that's, that's a whole ecosystem, ecosystem mm. that all of us have to see how to come in. Yes. Sponsors are looking at it. Right. You know, <clears throat> we've been doing quite a few. The more we explain to the sponsors how they to look at it, they, are, they understand. Right. And yeah. the last... Six months, I think there's so much more sponsorship revenue oh, yes. being poured in. Yes. But the key thing is to keep them in it and not mm. them to not for them to feel that they have wasted their money. Yes. Some of them came, they feel that they didn't get the ROI, they left. Mm. So but we really have to see how to keep them. Can we convince them? Like when when they talk about ROI, is there like can we fulfill those ROIs? I think it depends. I think sponsorship is always the toughest money to get. Yeah. You know, but once you get it, you have to know what's the client's mindset, mm. how to do it, how they want their ROI. And it's a lot about relationship. Yeah. To keep the relationship, to really go with them. And a lot of these brands are still very traditional. Mm -hmm. You know, um, like I said, uh, like sports, a lot of the people at the federations are so traditional. Mm. Yes. So how to convince them, it's not about just giving them the stats of yeah. You know, number of people watching. But they need to, context. Context yeah. to, to build relationship, have dinner, drinks, catch up with them, see what they want. Right, yeah. right. Okay, so that's sponsorship. Yep. Uh, let's try and talk about this. Uh, talking about retiring players, uh, most pro players who have done their competitive scene, they transition into streaming. And streaming is one of the things that's uh, really happening right now. Mm. And I think it's one of the things that can be monetized it in esports, right? So, what is your take on streaming, like you know, you know individual players, uh, individuals streaming on their own without having anything to do with traditional media or companies? Like, no, I think it's a good legitimate way of revenue. Mm. And my kids watch us YouTube, mm. and they watch us people don't make slime. Right, the, the first thing that you slime, clean, slime, right? The kiss is how do you do slime, <laughs> oh right? Yeah, so, yeah, but yeah. that's also an instructional video, yeah. right? Yeah. And also, same similar to players going to do streaming, right? They look at see, and these kids, like I said, they are role models. These players, legends, yes. are all role models. So, how do you? They are there. They have a very good level of respect that people sees them. So, from there, 
they get a crowd. Mm. Like like last time, maybe if I have a one-on-one session with Marco Van Basten, yeah. who's my favorite yeah. player, I will look at him. But we don't have the means and ways back then That's of the, the internet yes. mm. to do it. You know, but now they have the way of engagement mm. is getting closer, yes. getting closer to your idol. Yes. How do you do it? Mm. Yes. So why not? Most of the younger generation, like uh, I, I noticed that a lot of them have different ways. Like if you look at when they have lunches, a lot of us maybe will say we go out for lunch. But what they do is they take away, bring it back, and they're on their screen. Do it fact, while watching, watching their people, favorite heroes, favorite heroes yes. watching it. So, but that's a lifestyle, right? That's a lifestyle change. If you talk to if you talk to any food panda, um, Deliveroo, yeah. Grab food, I'm always curious that why the business is so good. I have a big hawker center opposite my flat, right? And they all it's one of the best. But I still see Deliveroo, food yeah. panda, and come. So I ask them. So who are your people buying it? The kids. Yeah, right. All right. <laughs> the way they just like to go on, press mm. the order their food. Yep. And, but they don't. They just want to leave the house. And most parents. Have this fe- have this fear, mm. right? I've been talking to a few parents, even in Indonesia, Singapore. Right, right. Indonesia parents are telling me, say, even Singapore, I want my kids to get out. I don't want the kids to stay at home anymore. Like those were the days when I was young. My parents, you better come, come in by, yeah. mid- by midnight. Come back in before yeah, no, six. No, no, no clubbing. No, but yeah. now get out, get out. <laughs> yeah, because they're just in the room in the dark. Yeah, and you don't know who they are talking at times, right? Mm-hmm. So true. You know, I have one. Uh, 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 someone who's talking to me in Indonesia. I said, "Mark, can you do some coaching clinics for right. kids?" So, but but the coaching clinics have to be done in a proper room setup, and I want my kid to get out to meet people who <laughs> like esports, mm-hmm. who want to play the game, but to learn together. Mm. Yeah, I'm willing to put money to do it because they want the kids to learn mm. the proper way, yeah. right? Rather than talking to people you don't know who they are and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. That's amazing. And talking about influence by streamers, you mentioned this a bit. Mm. They have this control of influence, right? And my my theory is that streaming can be used as a tool for education, mm. and uh, uh, that's one of the ways I think we can convince parents, especially yeah. traditional parents, Correct. to see the other side of esports, where we can talk to them and tell them that this is why esports is happening. And yeah. It's not all bad for your kids. But of course, there are bad sides of to course, it, like yeah. what you mentioned, and some other addiction problems, and and some other problems that exists. But I can still see the potential of streaming becoming an educational. Platform. To me, it's you know rather rather away from it. I think just to teach the right values yes. to come in, to tell them the best way of engaging the kids. Right, I think Skoga did a very good job. I think mm-hmm. they've done a lot of courses. You know, and they they did a recent Mobile Legends, uh, right? Yeah, uh, uh, course. Yeah, the course. Yes, course with 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 Aeon, mm-hmm, and I think mm-hmm. it was full house, mm, right? Yes. And players came there, and you can. I saw photos. All the kids were there, and if you get the right role model to teach the kids, right, this is the best way to do yeah. it. Yeah, wow. you can do online teaching. You know, that's where I say players are key. Right, I think we will look at uh, Team Flash. I think we will look at going out to speak to players, mm. going to schools, giving the right guidance, and to teach. You know, uh, to the, the the best way to do it. There are many good kids who who play esports. You know, and there's the right role models to bring out. But people always look at the bad side of stuff. Mm. So we just have to bring them out a little bit more. You know, and to give them the publicity. If you look at a lot of esports events, it's always very digital marketed. <laughs> yeah. But most traditional people do not know about it. Do not it. know about mm. it. Yes. yes, but it's a big event, right? PVP, uh, Hyperplay last yeah. year, brilliant events. You know, but how do we engage more of the 
real public mm. to bring them to come and see mm. the events. So it's just constant engaging, constant education. And I've seen a lot of things have improved over the last yeah, three, three, six months. So let's continue to push yep. through. Sure. Yeah. And mm. just in terms of awareness, I think it's come so far. Yeah. yeah. Like my dad watched Mobile Legends on Compass TV. Really? Yeah. And he was <laughs> talking to me, hey, this is the game you play, right? Wow. <laughs> but uh. there was one problem where uh, uh, the other day when Metro TV was broadcasting Mobile yeah. Legends, my mom told me, your dad is watching, but he fell asleep because he <laughs> couldn't understand all the terms that's used. Like imagine, you know, a 60 yeah. year old listening to yeah. these guys talking about, savage maniac like, yeah, a lot, has, yeah, been a lot yeah. has been slain but right. education right i education. think yeah, yeah yes. i think uh, yes. but like i watched i didn't play mobile legends mm. i i stepped out of the esports i did, i was not involved yeah wow. the last eight months coming in and you know over the weekends and when mpl was going on last mm -hmm. year season two my wife was telling me at 6 30 on a saturday evening mark you're not watching a premier league game <laughs> You're watching a Mobile Legends tournament now. What's happening? <laughs> yeah. But it's, it's a sport because I want to see how the players yeah. play. Exactly. How yes. the way they, they, yes. they strategize. Absolutely. How mm. the way they really get engaged. Yeah. And it's sports, right? Yes. It's a way of watching. So. Well, yeah, it's an argument we can't really win with yeah. those yeah. people who are not going yes. to be convinced mm. otherwise, right? But it's okay. We yeah. don't want educate. to educate. Let's continue. Like, exactly. Yeah, you just yes. have to try to guide them, yes. talk to them, and totally. Yeah. So I've been going around yeah. the industry, explaining yep. a little bit. Some still some say yes, they want to know more. Mm -hmm. Some totally shut away from it. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's a fact that yes. it's it's a mainstream. To me, it's really more mainstream as yep. as it is. Uh, that was amazing, Mark. Thank yeah. you so much well again said. for coming. And thanks for having me. No, thank you. No, thank you, please. <laughs> so the insights you've shared have been really great. So just to wrap things up, I want to ask this question. So we've been talking about the positives of esports, right? What are the things that you think are negative that's happening in esports, or things that we have to watch out for that we need to be careful moving forward? Getting being involved the last few months, mm. I think it's a pretty toxic industry. <laughs> Right, I think toxic is the word. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I think a lot of the people think a lot that it's only them, themselves. Yes. You know, um, I've seen a lot of, you know, uh, players, especially teams, jumping from contract to contract, mm. right? But maybe it's also because due to the professionalism of the team, it's not at a good level as well. Mm. But I think it's also both ways to look at it. I think it's all about toxic environment. You know, the, the players can just cancel contracts or, or what they yes. do, they go online, they put something on Instagram, something on, Twitter. on Instagram, yeah. they just shout out loud, they think that they have the right way of doing it, this mm. is their own right. Mm. You see the IG stories, they are smoking their way away, in a way, but that creates the negativity yes. in a lot of the yeah. public, right? I think be a good role model, guys. I think if you want to be accepted, be a good role model. Yes. I, I think, like I was telling a lot of people, we can't stop them from smoking. It's bad, I know, but don't do it in public. Don't, don't put it, don't, don't show put it. it on, yeah. Yes, on your social platforms. Yeah, yes. But you, because you want to grow. So, and don't bad mouth, don't foul yes. mouth people. Yes, yeah. you have your own right. I understand, but you know, just do it, solve it amicably. Mm. You know, and let's push it along. You know, like there's a few cases of the past couple of years. We shall not say them, but I think with a bit more engagement communication mm. and mm. maturity yeah i think that can be easily solved yep. and i think but it's a society issue as well right i think the yes. kids definitely a society <laughs> definitely, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, definitely. No, yes. i have people talking to the kids i was talking to some people on my 
some of my cousins, right? They said, oh, I've gotten a part-time job. Mm. After graduation, they're only paying me $1,500 a month. Right. right for but, part time that's pretty good like, like there's a contract but some of them say but if I stay at home I get paid 700 and my mom gave me 800 a month so why do I work right oh, man. Yeah, <laughs> but it's like a society thing, yes. right? Yes. so I think it's about um, engagement learning engagement, yep. and everything so yep. it's it's not say like I will solve it overnight <laughs> sure of <laughs> course there's no such thing yeah like I said Esports, right? You look at the Vietnamese players, the, mm. the Indonesian players, mm. they are more hungry. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah, Definitely. To them, 500, 700 US is a lot of money. A lot of money. Yeah, but for Singaporeans, 700 may not even be enough mm. for a day to day because expensive, right? Yeah. High cost of living. So yes. everywhere is different. Yes. Yeah, every market is yeah. uniquely different. But, yeah. Toxicity that really hits home. Keyword. <laughs> I was like playing some. I, I, I felt it. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. I was playing uh, Mobile Legends games. The first few seconds, they were flaming me already. Yeah. Like, why? And dude, it, why? I hate to turn on the volume. Uh, no, 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 no. no, no. no, no. <laughs> it keep going on. No. Definitely, definitely no. Definitely no. <laughs> I mute everyone yeah. at the time. Okay, yeah. All right. I'll, I'll get your nick later, Andy. Yes. <laughs> we have to play together. And, uh, and, and, and be, 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 good, be good on me. Okay, be good on me. Definitely. Come yeah. on. I'll coach you. I'll coach you. Okay, okay, cool. <laughs> All right. So yeah. thank you so much, Mark. It's been really uh, a pleasure. Yeah. For thank you. you. Thank you. Uh, the insights you shared were great. I hope to see you again on the show sometime. So you'll come back. Yeah. Pretty be sure. Back. Bring a bit more people yes. in as well. Yes, definitely. So, all right. Before we end the stream, I just want to do a few shout outs to our patrons. Yep. So we just started our Patreon page and you listening to this show and thinking, oh, I want to listen to more of this and, you know, bringing more people like Mark over, then you can head over to our Patreon page. That's pa patreon.com slash esports asia and you can support us in any way you can engage with us and uh, uh, share it to others and for now we just want to give a shout out to a few of our patrons uh the first one we have is jared chan he is a really great friend of mine he was an ex-teammate from counter-strike and he's been pledging monthly for now so oh, thank you jared nice. thanks jared. uh i have also a few friends uh nicholas william uh bianca uh, Brian Adam and of course Brian Adam it's a good one <laughs> yes <laughs> and of course the owner of Asia Tech Podcast Graham Brown thank you so nice. much guys thank you everyone your support means everything uh, you are the reason why this is possible and moving forward we hope to see more people like you <laughs> to join us in this we should bring Brian Adam <laughs> on the show <laughs> so before we uh, let you yes. go we have a we have a little uh, tradition yep. we ask the guest uh, at the end of the show who you would like us to bring on next and you can be as you know as wild crazy as you want as you want with your suggestion good question actually <laughs> <laughs> this has never come in mind yep I don't know I would say you'll get a bit more traditional people to come in right. I think um, from I think you have been ever having a lot of esports people, yes. digital space people. I think why don't you bring a bit more of the traditional people to mm. come in? I think let them know more about you mm. guys. Sure. Let um, the esports industry know yeah. more about them. Yeah. You know, uh, even people like um, Sports Singapore CEO okay. Lim Tech in. That's awesome. We'd love to see how the conversation goes because yeah, yeah, we'll be learning off of each we other. Yeah. And and that would be a great move. definitely together for the show for the industry yeah bring more traditional people let them yes. see the good job that you guys are doing oh thank you, thank you engaging and like I said until they see it themselves yes. they will believe in it yes yep. alright thank you so much Mark 
Cheers. That was a great recommendation. We'll do that someday. I'll, I'll pass uh, his contact to you. Yes. <laughs> Even better. Even better. We'll give you Brian Adams. Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you, Sabir. You're Cheers. back. Welcome back. Good to, Good to have you again. Thank <laughs> you, Mark. Thank you. Uh, uh, we just can't wait for you to uh, do what you do best with the tournaments coming up with yep. Redentus. And of course, looking forward to seeing you sometime soon, maybe back in Indonesia. But with that, we'll just end this episode right now. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Like, subscribe, share, and of course, support us all the time. Thanks, guys. Thank Cheers. you so much. Peace. Cheers. You. We'll see you in the next one. You've been listening to Asia Tech Podcast. Find out more at atp.show.